Good morning, everyone. Happy Fourth of July, Fifth of July, Fourth of, Fourth of July weekend. I bet that works. We've got a uh, guest musician today, Chris Saunders. He's going to be playing and also preaching. We told him he had to play and preach, so he brought his guitar. <laughs> Body the bread is blood. 
Velda, what are you doing? Come on, give it to her. Give it up. Oh, Jika. Oh, Jika, yeah. Dang. See? Yeah, yeah Jika. <laughs> Kelsey had to tell me to get up here, and then everybody started clapping. I'm like, cool. <laughs> no. Um, oh, shut. Good morning. Welcome to Community Baptist Church. Happy 5th of July. And it looks like we're all still celebrating. Rick Cox had us all laughing in our row. What's the matter, Rick? You couldn't see? No. Uh. Well, it is Sunday. It is Sunday morning and it's time to worship God together in our church. We are so proud you are here. If you're a visitor, even if you're from Boston, Max, welcome from Boston. All of our visitors, you're very important to us. Be sure and sign that maroon uh, book that's around so we can have a copy of who visited with us today, even our regulars. Uh, a couple of announcements. Chris Sanders, welcome to CBC. Everybody give Chris a CBC welcome, and thank you for stepping in for Dr. Tim. And Dr. Tim is on his way home today, so we pray for safe travels for their family and all the rest they deserve. A couple things on the bulletin. Uh, this Wednesday night, we're going to resume our Wednesday night get-togethers. So Wednesday night Bible study, adult Bible study at 630 uh, there will no, will, there will not be any kids or youth activities, but we'll have Bible study, and you're all welcome to sit in on that. Uh, we're going to have lasagna and salad, bread, and desserts. You don't have to bring a thing; just bring yourself. If you look in the bulletin, if anyone is interested in going to Holiday World with the CBC group, we are going on Saturday, August 22nd. We're going to help rock the world. Uh, it's the Christian Music Fest, Newsboys, Crowder, Sidewalk Prophets, Love and the Outcome. Adults, children, um, youth, everybody's invited. Bring a friend, and I'll try to get the ticket prices in there next Sunday. But that should be a really good day to be at Holiday World. Uh, coming up for the youth, July 26th, you're going to be swimming at Lisa and Don Carroll's house. So be sure and put that on your calendar. And anybody else have any announcements? Okay. All right. Let's get together and sing our song of gathering, Fill the Earth with Music, number 614. Let's stand together.
pray with me. Loving God, thank you for being with us this morning. You created this entire universe, set it into motion, and yet you, God, love each of us enough to be next to us every day of our lives. How can you possibly love that much? I don't know. But God, we are so grateful that you do. God, we walked into your house this morning because we can. We offer our prayers out loud and in public because we can. We voice our opinions, however wise or stupid, because we can. We come and go as we choose because we can. There are folks in this world who cannot worship or pray in public. There are those who are tortured or killed for voicing an opinion. There are those whose lives are controlled tightly by others. Help us not to take our freedom for granted. It came with a price. Men and women willing to stand and protect us. We ask your blessing of protection for them, those who don a uniform and stand guard. God, we ask for wisdom and insight for those negotiating for peace. Help them find courage to do the right thing, to find value in all people. Grant us eyes to see the world as you had intended and a heart to work to make it so. God, we are grateful that Jika is back on the piano. Our worship is better because she is there and we are better because she is here thank you God our real freedom comes from you and the price you paid so that we may have life and life more abundant thank you amen Won't you please join me with the responsive reading? Come, let us worship the Lord our God. For gracious the Lord, and grace In our worship, may our eyes be opened this day. That we might see the beauty and bounty of God's gifts. May our eyes be opened this day. May our eyes be opened this day. And that we might worship God in spirit and in truth, and having worship, that we might serve God with faith and compassion. Come, let us worship the Lord of our God.
Our scripture reading today is from Luke, the fourth chapter, verses 18 through 19 and verse 21. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. responsive reading today? I kept saying, may our eyes be open this day. May our eyes be open this day. May our eyes be open this day. My eyes are open. So are yours. Yes. Isabella. Yeah. George. Neva. Gracie. Everybody's eyes are open. All right. But let's really, we're going to read this one more time and I'm going to explain a couple things. Come, let us worship the Lord of our God. Well, that's why we're here today, correct? For great is the Lord and greatly is to be praised. And we're going to praise God. We do that during Sunday school. We do that during church. In our worship, may our eyes be opened this day. Now, every one of us, except maybe a couple people sleeping in the choir, no, everybody's got their eyes open today. But what this means is, are you really, really seeing what you need to be seeing? Okay? I know some of you went to fireworks last night. How many of you went down to the river to fireworks? I know. I saw Isabella. Did you guys see fireworks someplace else? Okay. All right. Think about this. What did your eyes see last night at the fireworks? Huh? Fireworks? Did you see a lot of families together? Did you see a lot of babies and young kids dressed in little red, white, and blue dresses? Um, when the fireworks went up in the sky, did you just keep looking at them and think, wow, how beautiful is that? It is really cool. <laughs> just like Mary said when she did our, our prayer for us, we have got to really open our eyes to see what God has given us. He gave us the day. He gave us fireworks. He gives us all kinds of things. And the next line was, now listen to this very carefully, that we may see the beauty and bounty of God's gift. Now, to most of us, we saw the fireworks, but the beauty I saw was, for the first time probably this week, my family of four got to sit together for a while and watch fireworks. Now, that is the bounty of God, okay? Because we don't get to do that very often. So we can't... Guess he didn't believe you, did you? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And the next, day, or the next line says, may our eyes be open to this day. We have to, take, we have to make sure that we don't take things for granted. Even if we get to sit together to watch fireworks, if you have a family, you better thank God for that family each and every day. That we may see our needs for God's grace. What's that mean? What is God's grace? God's grace. Anybody want to take a stab at it? God's grace. I know, it's kind of hard when you're up there. Isabella, you go right ahead, baby girl. God's grace. God showing his love to us even though we don't deserve it. We don't deserve what God did for us, but he shows us our love, his love every day, doesn't he? Okay? I just wanted to let you know what these things mean when we read these. The next line says, May our eyes be open this day. Now this is the um, next to the last line. That we might worship God in spirit and in truth, and having worship that we might serve God... Serve God. We're 
we're not here for ourselves. We're here to serve God with faith. We just had faith. What's faith? Anybody else? All right, Isabella, what's faith? That's perfect. Faith in God is believing that what he says about himself and the Bible is true. You are right on. And the last thing it says, serve God with faith and compassion. I think, personally, that we have the most compassionate church in Henderson. And you know why I know that? What's compassion mean? Come on, somebody else besides Isabella. Compassion. Am I going to have to ask the choir for help? Okay. All right. Compassion. Raise your hand if you can tell me what compassion is. (laughs) (laughs) Nora? When you love for no reason at all. Your concern for the sufferings of others. You love for absolutely no reason at all. You just love people. Zoe, go give that to Miss Nora. Oh, Go give minute. that to Miss Nora. No, you did not give her the answer. <laughs> All right, the last thing we're going to do. Now listen, that was you love for no reason at all. And this church does a beautiful job of loving for no reason at all. Now I'm going to let the choir try one more time to win a prize. There are some synonyms to compassion. What's a synonym? Go ahead, Isabella. What, Molly? Uh, yeah, what is a synonym? It's a word that means the very same thing. All right, I've got, we've already done love. I've got one, two, three, four, five more words that means love. Let's see who can win. All right, Isabella. Means love or compassion? What, I'm sorry, what? Means love or compassion? It's the same. Compassion and love. It's a synonym. <laughs> Oh, come on, church is going to be over. All right, five more words that I'm thinking of. George's, I mean, Neva, stand up. Oh, what did he say? Caring? Go give that to Rick. He said caring. Right there. Rick, hurry up. Come on, come on. What's another word for compassion? What? Empathy. Well, that's not one I had on my list, but that's one. All right. Who did, uh, Isabella, Mary Rye. Mary Rye. I didn't get the right but that's okay. That still means that. I have a couple more. You've already won, Nora. You've already won. All right. Community Baptist Church. Uh, she wouldn't take it. Community Baptist. Okay, how about. Community Baptist Church. Come on, everybody. Okay, that's warmth, though, right? Because don't we have a warm, warm church? That's what we love. Yes. All right, Georgia. Mark's going to whine if he doesn't win something. Thanks. How about concern? Concern. Uh, Gracie, give that to Miss Jika. Right here. And we better give Nibby something. <laughs> All right, Molly, Nibby. <coughs> Concern, warmth, love, tenderness, mercy, and kindness. That is CBC. That is Community Baptist Church. And we're going to go upstairs and we're going to talk some more about being compassionate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Let's stand and sing our hymn of October. 
pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us all to worship together. We rejoice that your grace is sufficient for us and for the church. We praise your glory. You reveal that power is made perfect in weakness. We face hardships. When we face hardships, persecutions, and difficulties, may we trust that you are at work to help us and the world. Use these offerings to strengthen us for you and guide us all to be the body of Christ as we leave these comforting doors. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, men. Good morning. It's really good to be here with you all again. Uh, I was here at Christmas time to visit and have been uh, traveling for the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship quite a bit since then. Uh, say a special word of thanks to Dr. Tim Hobbs, who texted me this morning, uh, wanted me to send uh, his uh, word of greetings and blessings. Uh, they're on, the ro- on their way back from out of town on vacation, I think, and uh, just wanted to, to uh, let you know he uh, has you in his prayers. Um, and thanks to the band for letting me sit in. I don't, uh, I've been traveling quite a bit for the fellowship. I've been in 45 different churches over the last year, almost 10,000 miles. But this is the first time I got to play my guitar. (laughs) So this is kind of special. And I also understand that uh, summertime at at, uh, Community Baptist is summer casual. So I wore my jeans this morning. And now... Now, if that's a problem, blame Mark. <laughs> but thank you very much. It's really good to be with you all. I want to jump right in and just tell you something about, about what's going on with the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship. Uh, we are, as, you, as many of you know, dozens of churches, thousands of Baptist Christians all across our commonwealth. We're networked together in fellowship. Uh, we're letting the world know uh, that there really are thinking Healing, healing, Baptists of goodwill, uh, people of compassion, as you heard during the children's sermon. We are also related to the National Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, some 1,800 churches all across the country uh, gathered together in mission and in message. Uh, I just got back from our uh, national meeting in Dallas a couple weeks ago. That We had a big group there, over 1,500 people. Uh, and I'm proud to say that uh, the, the, the fellowship is as many young people now as it is people my age and older, that there's lots of young ministers, lots of new work and new, um, new messaging. We were there uh, making good plans for the future and especially with a focus on uh, racial reconciliation, which was especially poignant uh, during those last two weeks because the shootings at Charleston happened while we were there and t- together. So we had already planned to do some work on trying to bring together Baptists, no matter what color we are. And it was all that more, all the more important because of how the, the national focus was on, on the problems in Charleston, which was sad. In fact, really more than sad, outrageous. Uh, but we live on in hope because one day America will be better. Some things to tell you about the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship, um, including some news about our new coordinator. I'll say more about that in just a few minutes. Um, We've launched into a new area of witness, which is in payday lending reform. Maybe you know something about this. Maybe it's touched your your life personally or those in your church or in your community. Uh, Payday payday lenders have shops all over. Uh, They tend to be pretty hard on working people uh, because they make you a loan to tide you over just to get you to your next, next paycheck to take care of your groceries or your rent or your kid's shoes. And which is all good, except the rates are sky high. The average percentage rate per annum in Kentucky is 391%. Unbelievable, right? Can you imagine how desperate you'd have to be personally to take out a loan at nearly 400% annually? So you borrow money, but you can't pay it off on time. So you take out another loan, or they take money out of your check right off the top. So you, can't, you take out another loan. And you take out another loan to cover the last one, some 10, 12 loans per year. And you get in over your head. It's called the debt trap. We're speaking to elected officials about this. It's our effort at advocacy. Um, now, we, we don't do politics, capital P politics. We don't push for candidates. I mean, the elections aren't for months, thank goodness. But we do do politics small p in the sense of advocacy. We speak for people who can't speak for themselves. We speak for not for ourselves but for others. On, as responsible people of faith, people in this situation who need relief, who are drowning in debt and need a way out. Because that's what advocacy is. Advocacy, to take a hint from uh, Miss Mary about teaching about words, advocacy is what love looks like in public. So we went to Frankfurt in February. Dr. Tim was with us. Uh, and then others 
uh, went to Washington just a few weeks ago. We're working on this pretty hard, but it's a long slog. We met with legislators both in Frankfurt and Washington, frankly, with mixed results. We held some press conferences. We made our witness known, because, and we have a long, long way to go, frankly, as the forces of evil really are strong. But as the Apostle Paul says, Galatians 6, 9, we will not grow weary in our well-doing. The big news off and on here in Kentucky has been about our Morocco partnership. We have a partnership with churches there. Africans from Morocco came here back in September uh, all across Kentucky. Our state fellowship coordinates with their convention. I'll try it in French. It is the Église Evangelique au Maroc. How'd I do? <laughs> Not bad in French. Uh, that's all the French I know. <laughs> but it's their convention. It's, we call it our partnership without borders. Twelve of Africa's best and brightest, uh, who are really the future of Africa, are in the Christian churches there in Morocco, which is a mostly Muslim country. As we are celebrating our religious liberty this morning on the 5th of July, imagine what it's like to be a Christian in a mostly, mostly Muslim country where it's officially okay, officially tolerant of uh, those of other faiths, and reality not so much. Um, but so that they came here in joy to connect with us. We heard about the work there with refugees in a place called Ujda. So Africa is really difficult. Like you see on the news, uh, there are desperate people with nothing to live for who leave their homes in the countries of Africa south and west of the Sahara Desert. They walk across the Sahara Desert to flee war and famine and civil unrest and poverty in desperation because to walk across the Sahara Desert is to take a huge chance. Many don't make it. But then they finally make it, some do, into Morocco only to find out that Morocco doesn't want them because Morocco for them is a way to try to get into Europe because in Europe there are jobs and an opportunity to make a life with families. Morocco won't let them stay. Europe doesn't want them, and there's no place for them to go. So Morocco pushes them around and pushes them out. They push them into places like Ujda. There's a forest there right outside of town. It's where the refugee camps are. Now, they're not official refugee camps. They're, they're, they're just trying to make it. So we do work there, and the Christian churches do work there in really basic ways, food, Shelter, living in tents, basic health care. Um, it's pretty, pretty, dis- pretty desperate, pretty difficult. So we just do our best. We're going back to Morocco in September. Uh, that trip is already planned out, but if you'd like to think about helping with Morocco again in the future, let us know. Maybe you can go with, with us next time, but certainly pray for us as we go in September. We're on mission here in Kentucky. Extreme build. We just finished our 10th house in Mercury County, down in south-central Kentucky, if you've not been. Uh, we built a house, finished it up just uh, in the month of June. Where we're bearing Jesus' message, as the scripture says, of good news to the poor. We're part of the national CBF campaign. It's called Together for Hope, which is to work together in 20 of the poorest counties in America. I'm so, sad to say that three of those counties are in Kentucky, and one is Mercury. So I know that Community Baptist was there for Extreme Build in a pretty big way. Who went on Extreme Build from this congregation? Raise your hand, will you? Would you all just give these folks a hand? (laughs) Community Baptist is an important part of the work that we do in Extreme Build. I know if you haven't already heard about Extreme Build, maybe you've already heard these stories, but but if you haven't, talk to these folks about the house that they built. They probably got pictures on their telephones because they're like proud parents. But it, take a look at, just see what they've done. We built a house this time, the, first, the tenth of ten houses, for a young family, single mom and two kids, Tasha Eldridge and her little kids, Lucas and Gracie. And they were able to move out of a camper. Tasha Eldridge works full time. She was living in a camper because that's what it's like to be poor in America today. That's what it's like to be poor in Appalachia today. But they don't live in a camper anymore. We built them a beautiful house, bearing witness to, uh, to be together for hope in a place that really needs hope. Our new coordinator 
uh, gets a lot of credit for starting Extreme Build. You probably already know her because she's probably already been here before. Dr. Rhonda Abbott Blevins is going to be our new coordinator. She starts next month. Um, she was one who started both the Morocco Partnership and Extreme Build when she worked for the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship several years ago. So she knows where we've been. She knows who we are. She knows what we've been doing, and she knows what we need to do next. So I hope she'll be able to come see you all here at Community soon. Story goes, a man died, went to heaven. St. Peter meets him at the pearly gates and says, okay, here's how it works. You need 100 points to get into heaven. So you tell me all the good things you've done, and I'll tally up how many points you get. man goes, perfect. Okay, well, I was married for 50 years. Great, says St. Peter. Three points. St. Peter goes, well, okay. One, two, three. All right, so our man goes, well, I went to church all my life. I paid my tithe. St. Peter goes, terrific. One point. And he goes, one, two, three, four. I need, need more fingers. He says, well, I started a soup kitchen in my town, and we worked in a shelter taking care of homeless veterans because veterans are important, especially on the 4th of July. St. Peter goes, absolutely. You're at four, two more, that's six. The man goes, six points? That's all I get for all, for all this lifetime? He says, the only way in the world I'm going to get into heaven is by the grace of God. St. Peter goes, bingo. <laughs> 100 points, come on in. Because you know it really isn't about us. It isn't about how good we are or how hard we try. It's all about the grace of God freely given that we don't earn and we don't deserve. It's for all of us who want to listen and believe. And I came this morning especially to tell you a little word of warning because I travel for you around the state. There are some out there preaching a word they call Calvinism. Calvinism, in the, in the way they preach, it says that not all can respond to grace for all, that only an elitist elect are, are available and able to enter in. And so does it really matter whether you follow or not? The only thing that matters is some predestined choice. So I know that's not the issue here, but it is in your community. And I, I want to make you, make you alert to this. If you hear that word Calvinism, hope you listen closely, maybe listen twice. Because if that's what Calvinism is, I don't like it, I don't want it, I don't agree, and I'll never be a Calvinist. Because grace is grace for all, because in the words of the old hymn, whosoever will may come. There's amazing hope in that. When we know that in our heart of hearts that we don't deserve, we can still have confidence. Because I'm convinced that grace, on one hand, and hope, on the other hand, are really two sides of the same coin. And it's that hope that I want to say a few words about. So Jesus is new to his call. He goes home. I'm new to preaching again, and I, Kentucky's my home, so I kind of get the dynamic. Jesus stands up to preach in his home synagogue in the town of Nazareth. He calls for his Hebrew Bible, the book of Isaiah. He turns and reads these words as it's repeated into the Scripture that was read this morning via the Gospel of Luke. It bears repeating again. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then Jesus began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled. In your hearing. This is Jesus' first sermon. You know, we should take note of what it is people want to say first. Jesus is setting out his vision for the kingdom of God. Brian McLaren, he calls it the dream of God. But I think by analogy, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. preaching that he has a dream. This is Jesus' dream. It's a vision for a brighter t- tomorrow, a better day on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus claims that with this reading, the scripture is fulfilled. The God's dream is real and it's now. It's at that point I do a mental double take because frankly too often yesterday looks pretty much the same as the day before 
So the fear is that tomorrow looks pretty much like today. Just a couple weeks ago, none of us here, me included, had ever heard of Emmanuel African American Episcopal Church. So just now, just a couple weeks after nine people were shot to death during a prayer meeting, just pause for a second and imagine what that would be like in our house of worship here. Nine people shot to death. Black church has been burning ever since. It's made us painfully aware that America still has a lot to do about race. I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds here, but just to say that for my whole life, I'm older than I look, for my whole life, Americans have been divided black and white, and it just has to stop. We're grieving together, black and white together. We grieve together at the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship meeting in Dallas. Here it is on the 4th of July weekend. It's, we, we're calling this not only Freedom Sunday, but Freedom from Racism Sunday. I've been visit, visiting these African-American churches for your fellowship it still is a Sunday morning. It's still the truth that Sunday morning is still the most segregated time in America. We we're trying because black lives matter, but sometimes I really find it hard to believe, as Jesus promises, that we're going to do any better. In my, my work life, I failed to mention I'm a lawyer. Don't shoot me. <laughs> Guilty as charged. In my work life as a lawyer, I've been at this for over 25 years. I've seen the same crimes committed over and over. I've seen the same corporate greed and cheating, rich getting richer at the expense of the poor. I personally represent dozens of victims of wage theft, people who don't have much anyway, but they get cheated out of what they've got. It gets pretty discouraging. So it's hard, but, but sometimes... Not all the time, not all the time in ways that you can't predict, I can't predict, we can't predict, the kingdom of God breaks through. Amen? The dream becomes real. Because the power of hope is that change is both now, presently, and coming. The kingdom of God, which is the dream, the year of the Lord's favor. Any historians in the room, you know what the jubilee means. The year of the Lord's favor, favor was God's plan for crushing and canceling out crushing debt. Now imagine if you're a victim of payday lending, how good news that would be. Any students in the room or families of students in the room taking on a lot of student debt, wouldn't it be an amazing thing if we were able to you know, set folks free from student debt so they can uh, uh, achieve the way they should? The dream of God is that God is not done because we know it in the life and death and life again of Jesus. Jesus died and lives again. So we know that death doesn't have the last word. Nor does hate, nor ignorance, nor racism, nor meanness, nor pride, nor scandal, not even disease and decline. In Jesus' life, we're all renewed. There's hope for all of us so we can believe. We can believe that building extreme build houses together in the fellowship, together in Appalachia, is more than just building one house at a time for a family that really needs it. And Tasha and those kids really need it. Those ten houses we've built are a beachhead, a beachhead in a struggle against poverty in Appalachia. We can believe that pushing back on payday lending because even when politics has us so divided that we can rescue the perishing, we can help those who are oppressed shake off their t- chains of debt. And our hope can, hope can be renewed that 12 of the best and brightest of Africa were just here in Kentucky not so long ago. And we're going to see them in just a couple of months reconnecting our hope with, together with their hope. Now, there's more, but my time is short. I haven't even told you yet what's going on with the Baptist Seminary of Kentucky. I haven't told you about what's going on with Campbellsville University or with St. Stephen Baptist and Simmons College. New works that are, we're just beginning here uh, in, the KB, in KBF in 2015. So hold on to those thoughts because Dr. Rob, Rhonda's going to come see you soon. 
and I'll save that thunder for her. Just know that there's so much that we do together and that more is on the way. So, the time's now. The Apostle Peter's sermon, Acts 17, 30th verse. Peter says, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring that all people everywhere should repent. What Peter's saying is this. Now that you know better, you have to choose. God gives us some room when we're ignorant, but once we know, once there's a sense of grace in our lives, once we can see hope, once we've felt a calling, that demands a choice. Time's now. Look, I'm not laying a guilt trip on you. I'm not saying God's going to get you if you don't get it in gear. I'm just saying that once you know, it's rude to keep God waiting. So just in a minute, as we sing, it's a time to make a choice. It's a time to step forward, come to the front if you choose. Let this church know that you've made a choice. It's a choice to believe, to join in, to respond, however that means to you. A time to choose. So if you've heard the call, What's stopping you? Amen. so we go. And as we go, know this. By the grace of God, you are brought into this very world. By the hope of God, you've been sustained to this very moment. And on mission for God, we go back out into the world as Sunday turns into Monday to set the world on fire. Amen. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. We did. We did.